What is up, people? Welcome or welcome back to episode three of the Pages of My Diary podcast. It is so good to be here. Thank you for joining me. We have got a killer episode ready and waiting for you guys. Um, I hope you're ready to get into it. But just before we do, I want to take a moment for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with me or the pod. Hey, I'm Casey Sana. Uh, I'm a musician. And over the past year or so, I've been keeping a diary, this diary, which is the center of the pages of my diary podcast, as the name would suggest. Uh, I started keeping this specific diary to document the writing, recording, and release of my latest album, The Human Experience, which is available now. Uh, I'm so stoked that this, this project is finally out and we're starting to... Uh, preview some of the amazing things that we've had in the pipeline for so long. And I'm just so happy that it's in the hands of you guys. And I hope you're enjoying the project as well. Um, with this diary about midway through uh, gearing up for the release, I decided I wanted to turn this diary into a podcast, this pages of my diary podcast to give you guys a peek behind the curtain into what actually goes into making an album? Everything that we encountered on this journey, our whole experience, the good, the bad, the beautiful, it is all in here and it's all coming to you over these next however many weeks. Uh, every Monday we got a new podcast, so I hope you guys are enjoying the ones that we've released so far. We've definitely got a lot more to go. And for today's episode, I highly recommend that you grab your swimsuit and you grab your snorkel because we are getting deep today. We're going very deep. We're going to discuss um, and go over the entries about a very special song that I wrote on the 24th of September, 2020. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the themes and topics of the song. We're going to have a conversation and we are going to get into all of that and more. It is all coming up right after this. Sing Alu Akbar Oh hallelujah It don't matter what you believe in So long as you're preaching love Okay, beautiful people That song that you just heard in the intro That was Hallelujah Taken from the human experience Like I said in the intro A very special song to me uh, and you guys seem to have received it really well as well, which is always a, a bonus. It's nice to write something that I resonate with and something that is important to me, but also resonates with you guys and, and you guys seem to get as well. So we're going to kick off today's episode Thursday, the 24th of September, 2020. Let's get into it. Another freaking amazing writing session today. From around 12.30 to 3, I took advantage of the abundance of instrumentals found and added a few more lines to Baby Boy. But the biggest chunk of writing was starting and pretty much finishing Alo Akbar slash Alleluia. Yes, that was the <laughs> that was the working title, should we say, for for Alleluia. Um it's a little bit of a mouthful, so yeah, that that's why we had to change the name. <laughs> I've had this song idea in my head since watching the faces of strangers, and the concept is a really important subject to me. Yeah, I guess uh, similarly to Miss Terry, 
I mean, those songs, Hallelujah, <laughs> Miss Terry, could not be more different in, like, subject matter and the feel of them. But in the fact that they were both conceptualized on watching the face of strangers, um, I am so glad that I, number one, kept them, didn't throw them in the trash, didn't put them and lock them away. I just kind of waited it out until this next project came about. Uh, and number two, I'm so happy that I did not put them out on watching the face of strangers because the versions that you guys hear today are like 10 times better the stories are better the lyrics the I think I can just articulate myself and get myself across a little better now and I'm sure in a couple years time the story will be the same um but yeah those two being the the seeds being sown on watching the face of strangers really helped because I had a lot of time to sit with it. Uh, the story on Alleluia, a while, I mean, like a, a long while ago, I started looking into a bunch of different faiths. I like went on this whole journey of just any religious book or, I mean, I even looked into atheism and uh, agnostic culture and faith um, or is it considered a faith? I, I don't know. Um, but you get the point anyway. I went on this whole journey. Um, I'm not 100% sure why. I think it started, there was this like, there was this run in the, in, I hate to say the media, but like the whole news cycle, it seemed like every day there was this portrayal and this real, they were pushing the narrative of Muslims as these extremist, violent people. And... I don't know, it just kind of stirred something up within me. I've got a, a reasonable amount of friends that are Muslim and they would, you know, they would argue their faith does not teach that, does not condone that. But the fact that everyone was being tarnished with the same brush, that's never, that whole generalization has never sat right with me. And I don't know, it just kind of stirred up this feeling where... It's, it's hard to explain. I don't know why I started looking into the faiths, but I think it was because then if like an ignorant person came up to me and said like, and we were going back and forth about it and they were saying, well, you know, the, the Islam teaches this, this and that, and that is violent. I wanted to be equipped with the, the knowledge, I guess, or the, the comfort of knowing, no, that's not what they teach. Or it also says this, this and this. So I mean, what are you going to take from it? Just kind of being equipped with, yeah, with the cultural knowledge of knowing. And then that path led me even further. And then I went into like Buddhism, Taoism. Uh, like I said, I kind of went through the atheist and agnostic point of view as well, just to get the whole, the whole picture. Long story short, it was a, it was a long journey and, and I learned a lot and a lot of what I learned was in this in this song uh, it was a very enlightening experience and that word enlightenment or enlightening um that is what the song represents in the human experience um it's kind of representative of that feeling and we go through a lot of uh, a series of enlightenments throughout life you can get enlightened through like a near-death experience 
a, a very visceral life full experience. You can get enlightened through love. I guess it's just another word for learning, um, like a big, big learn, uh, a big learn. Maybe I should big learn English. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, huge tangent. That's a little backstory behind Alleluia and why I felt it necessary to, to talk about it. Back to the entry. <laughs> Having compassion and understanding for other people's views, whether you agree with them or not, is such a powerful tool for real, progressive conversations, rather than the hard-headed debates we seem to be having in this world. I mean, I, I get what I'm saying, obviously, because I wrote it, but <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like that now. I think at one point in time, and again, maybe news... Uh, or media is responsible for this, but I felt like the art of conversation was gone. There was no middle ground, no compromise. It was just a clash of opinions. And like I said, that is very indicative of the media because they get two people from either end of the spectrum and basically just let, let them go at each other. Um, whereas real life and my everyday interactions... I kind of realized that's not the world, that's just a part of the world, you know? So many lyrics in this song convey exactly how I feel, and the fact that it's only taken a short time to write makes me feel like I've been bottling these feelings up, parentheses, in a good way, for them to come out, fully formed ideas on the page. A few initial favorites. Now this, so I, I kind of wrote out little sections of verses and, and the chorus. This first one uh, is from an original verse one that I actually had written and I planned to record. And then like a day before going into the studio to record it, I decided that basically I could just do a lot better and I could convey my feelings again. I could do it in a better way. Um, but I think the message still applies. What I'll do Patreon fam, patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. If you are part of the Casey Sana fan club, I will put the original verse one. I'll see if I've still got it on like a hard drive. Maybe do one of my amazing mixes on it. Um, just so you can get a, you, you get to hear the original first verse and, and let me know your thoughts. But for everyone else, I'm going to play verse one now and then go into kind of a mini song breakdown, I guess. I believe in us, I don't believe in a man We're from a tree of one, just different branches and stems I don't believe in luck, I just believe in love, love So that was verse 1 of Alleluia um, and the original verse one lyrics that I that I had down here, they go, whether it's treat each other well or love your neighbor as yourself, love and patience is at the heart of the swell. So you can kind of get the same feel. It's the same sentiment. Um, all I'm trying to say is that every religion I've looked into has love at the heart of it. Um, and I think that's a that can only be a positive thing if if your ideal or the thing that you subscribe to believing in um, basically is just teaching you to love and how to love, 
I don't, I don't, I can't see that as a bad thing. And I think that's probably something that we could do with in, in the world. Every religion I've looked into during my, albeit short time on this planet, has held love as one of their core values. The Bible says, love thy neighbor. The Quran says, he who is not merciful to others will not be treated mercifully by God. Buddha said, love the whole world as a mother loves her only child. Taoism teaches living in harmony with nature and taking care of each other on and on. So it frustrates me when people argue over semantics of religion, when the clear overarching teaching is pretty much, don't be a dick and you're good. <laughs> I mean, kind of making the point uh, in, a, in a lighter way. Maybe it's a bit of a blunt way to put it. I don't think we've got a new, like, Ten Commandments or Five Precepts on our hands, just don't be a dick all the way down. Um, but, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like people, when they talk about religion, they get hung up on the wrong, on the wrong shit, you know? Everybody has their own view, and everybody has reasons why they believe in religion or completely disagree with it. Everyone has their own view, but for me, it's... Religion has always been used in my life as like a, a blueprint or a guide on how to live a pretty decent life. That's all it's ever been used for. I don't really care to argue whether God's a man, God's a woman, like whether he's this fairy in the sky or maybe he's down below, maybe he's energy, maybe God is the universe. So when you speak to the universe, you are speaking to God. There's so many theories and so many possibilities. But what I do know is that he teaches love or has at least taught me love and given me things that I can use in my life to receive love, to be able to give love more and to be the most loving human that I can be. We're all just looking for something to believe in. Something that can make us feel a part of this world. This lyric hit hard for me. I already had the first two lines from an earlier brainstorm, thinking in a larger context than religion. People build identities and join groups for a lot of the same reasons people join faith. The feeling of being a part of something and having people around you who like the same things as you, along with joining a community who believe in something bigger than themselves. Yeah, I feel like this is a good time to to butt in and say, those of you who are maybe super attentive to the content that we are putting out, or, you know, if you're, if you're subscribed on YouTube, then you will have seen that we literally just released the Alleluia music video. And these lines right here, we're all just looking for something to believe in. Something that can make us feel a part of this world. Those lines right there are the reason that I chose to include such a, a diverse group of people within the video portraits that we did. Uh, if you haven't checked out the video, feel free to go check it out after this. I'll let you make your, your own mind up, but this is just to give you a little bit of backstory to it. Um... Like I said, we included a lot of different cultures, ethnicities, sexualities, everything, because I wanted this to be a little time capsule. You know, people could bury this video and then dig it up in 200 years and watch it and say that is 
2021. Those are the people you would see. Those are the sort of interactions, the sort of cultures that you would see. And don't get me wrong, I lost, I definitely lost a lot of sleep thinking about who to include, who to maybe not give publicity or promotion to um, while still representing the whole human experience and the whole array of beautiful, amazing people that we have on this earth. There were some that got cut that like definitely didn't belong in there. I The main tagline for me for this video was I wanted it to be a celebration of culture. Religion, basketball teams, Facebook groups, brands you're loyal to, political parties you support, your friends, your job, it's all tied into this idea. And by adding that last line, I feel like the impact of that realization is so much more clear. And the why for our motives behind a lot of these things I mentioned is plain to see. Ultimately, I think to sum it up, <laughs> we all just want something or someone to live for. Um, we want a purpose because if we didn't have that purpose, that reason to live, then it would be a pretty lonely and, and isolated experience. Um, moving on, I've got... We're going to go through like a, a mini breakdown, I guess, um, of this last verse. This last verse is, it's a little faster. It's, I, I say a lot in a short space of time. So I'm going to play a part, break down a part, play another part, and we'll go through it like that and uh, see what we come up with. Science and worship are more alike than you think. Really, we're just trying to make sense of these things. I think it makes us comfortable thinking that we know what is going on like when you really start to deeply think about how small we are within our town and then how small we are within our city and then our country and then the world and then the galaxy then the universe and so on so on so on is the anxiety building enough yet um when you when you start to really deeply think about that it can be a scary thought so then we kind of cling to whatever we can to to make sense of this where do we come from and what do we know? Wow, uh, two very big questions right there. And when I was writing this verse, I definitely definitely kept thinking back to the Mac Miller line in Aquarium where he's, he says, I'll always wonder what happened 3,000 years ago. I like to toy with the idea that we really know. Because at the end of the day, we don't. We don't know with that 100% avoidance of doubt certainty that where we come from you could be an archaeologist you could be a conspiracy theorist enthusiast wow that was a mouthful uh you could be bill gates or you could be einstein none of us really really know especially i think in modern times because of that this post-truth world that we are in where you can find any evidence or sorry, I should put that in air quotes, evidence to support whatever theory or whatever point you're trying to make. We can't even agree if the earth is flat or not. I do not want to get into that debate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I went there, but we can't even agree on that. Some people say there is evidence that the Holocaust didn't happen, like Auschwitz wasn't a thing. Okay. Like at the end of the day, facts are just 
pieces of information that we choose or our brain decides is reliable or trustworthy or true. Um, but it just depends on what you choose to believe is true. Like a fact is a fact is an opinion that somebody holds and, and other people kind of replicate, I guess. I don't want to spend too long on it. That was another massive tangent. We're, we're keeping it light. We're keeping it positive. I did tell you to bring your snorkel and your swimsuit. Did you know that we were going to get this deep? We're talking about flat earth. I, I mean, getting into this episode, I don't think I did either. But on with the breakdown. We theorize and speculate, ignoramus in flow, constantly evolving, revising beliefs. So I read a book, I know, wow, surprise, I read a book. Um, it was called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Very interesting, not my usual kind of book, but would definitely recommend. And there's a little quote from it here. Um, it says that modern science is based on the Latin injunction, ignoramus, we do not know. It assumes that we don't know everything. Even more critically, it accepts that the things we think we know could be proven wrong as we are given more knowledge. No concept, idea, or theory is beyond challenge. That's all I wanted to say with this line. You know, we, we can theorize and we can speculate, but what is true now may not be true in 100 years. So I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket. The truth a hundred years ago was changed and released New knowledge, new lies, take a guess at who's right The only teller of truth is time Yeah, again, batting home that point that truth is not definitive Facts are malleable and they can change over time as we get more information And as we evolve as well And that last line, that last line is the the only thing that I put any stock in, I guess, in believing um, that the only teller of truth is time. You know, hindsight is a bitch, but <laughs> it is certain. Um, you kind of look back at things that you've done in your past or maybe things that you thought were going to go one way and they, it actually turns out that maybe you're misled, maybe you were a bit ignorant, you didn't see the full picture. I know I'm certainly guilty of some situations where that's happened and... That's why that line's in there. At the end of the day, we can get all worked up about this and that and religion and flat earth. I'm sorry I brought it up again. I'm sorry. I will try. Um, we can get caught up in all this and really get heated, but no one knows for certain until years have passed. And I, I find something quite comforting in that. I think that just makes me want to lay back in my chair and just go, okay, let, we'll wait and see. Okay, thank you for being patient with me. Thanks to the three people sticking with me till the end. Uh, we are going to now get back to this diary entry. And it goes a little something like this. The same could be said for religion. As in, no concept, idea, or theory is beyond challenge. Perhaps we haven't uncovered the piece of information that proves God's existence. Maybe we're not intellectually capable enough yet to discover who or what God is. It could also be said that neither of these are possibilities and God doesn't exist. They're both plausible. Believing in God has brought a great deal of comfort to my life and there have been things that have happened where the most logical explanation to me is that it was done by God. But I also realize that there's more than one possibility that creates the same feeling. 
So people use science to make sense of this world. We use conspiracy theories, news outlets, anything we can to find a logical reason for why the hell we are on this tiny rock floating around in this huge galaxy. But the biggest question that remains unanswered throughout all of this is, how the fuck do they get those tiny ships in those glass bottles? Wow, what an insightful thought. Um, but what a what a good and lighthearted way to end this episode. This has been a really dense and in-depth uh, conversation. And as with all good conversations, there should be more than one party involved. So with that being said, please, please, I'm genuinely interested and intrigued as to what your thoughts what your thoughts are on this episode, uh, your thoughts on the topics and themes that we covered, some of the points that we made. And yeah, I just want to know your thoughts. So get in touch whatever way you can at the Casey Sana fan club on Instagram. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment below this video. Same goes for the Alleluia music video on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of that as well. If you're enjoying these episodes and you enjoyed this one today, do all those podcasty things, the like, make sure you're following so every Monday you're getting that you're getting that new episode straight where it needs to go. Um, if you could subscribe if you're on YouTube as well and maybe, you know, write us a little review. Uh, they really do help and I appreciate every single one. I appreciate y'all, and if you want to be a part of the Casey Sana fan club, you want to support us in bringing you higher quality content, better music, and more of it, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana and come be a part of the community. All that's left to say to the three of you who made it to the end, <laughs> the strong three, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you all. And I will see you next Monday for another episode of the Pages of My Diary pod. Peace.